For today's podcast, Dr. Smith, you're back with us, and it is time once again for a board recap podcast. We had a board of trustees meeting, it was actually two days ago, uh, on Monday, which was the 5th. And so if you want to take it away, and we'll go through the agenda. You bet. Be glad to. So once again, just to remind the public how you can get to the site, if you go on our webpage, go to About Us, then click on the Board of School Trustees, and then where it says Board Docs, click on that. And then to access board docs to find the current meeting or archive school board meeting information, simply click here and it will take you straight to the board doc site. Then as soon as that is pulled up, click on, in this case, Monday, the 5th of April, and then you can click on view the agenda and then we'll just go right down the list and um, discuss Somewhat briefly, because this is a pretty typical meeting, I believe. Sure, sure. Um, we did add good news in. and We did. That's always fun, and we're happy to do it. Yes, and that basically presenting uh, the candidates for Educator of the Year. So. You know, we and we're always so proud of that. I think in this one, we went through all of our finalists, and we had many representing educators throughout Vandenberg County. And in fact, just today, uh, the winners were announced. So we're so proud of the winners, so proud of all those finalists. Absolutely, and certainly do appreciate the sponsorship of the University of Evansville, the Courier and Press, and then certainly the Evansville Teachers Federal Credit Union. Definitely. So then moving into consent items, the minutes of the March 8th regular board meeting were approved. And if you'd like to click on those minutes, you can simply do that by uh, going to view minutes, click on that, and it will pull them up. Consideration of allowance of payments. Uh, this was uh, an amount that was uh, larger than what we typically see because we had two pays in this uh, period of time for the, al the allowance of payments. So um, approval of allowance of payments of that $17,921,463.38. As I said, a little bit larger than typical or normal, but you can pull up uh, all 25 pages and see what the board approved. Moving on to 3.03, uh, this is somewhat unusual in that uh, we are joining a class action suit uh, with many districts, not only in Indiana, but across the nation, um, really against uh, the Juul uh, and the, the e-cigarette litigation. So um, there, there really is no cost to EVSC on this, and um, we do hope that it gains some traction. Certainly the vaping issue is definitely uh, something that's very dangerous for health and it's for, you know, students across the nation, unfortunately, have, have been attracted to that at some point in time in some instances. So we're hoping to do anything we can to help keep our kids safe. Correct. And item 3.04, we've had this on the agenda many times. Uh, this will be the last time that you see this item on the agenda because we have decided to extend the uh, Family First Coronavirus Response Act through the end of the school academic year. So this will now extend those days through May the 28th of 2021. And then finally, under consent consideration to prove the agreement with Mass Inside Education and Research, uh, this is due to accountability requirements for Harwood Career Preparatory uh, Academy, Mass Insight, who has uh, become a really valued partner with EVSC, will conduct an audit as required for accountability. Uh, it's also uh, basically a comprehensive need assessment to divide strengths and, and weaknesses as well as support for school improvement planning for the 2021 or 21 
uh, 22 school year. And they've really been a great partner, excellent thought partner. They certainly work with schools across the nation, and that's been a really valuable partnership for us over the years. And then you can see the contract uh, here. You're welcome to click on it and then to read that contract with Mass Insight. Then uh, we go on to personnel recommendations. So if you would like to to uh, see all of the transactions. Just bear in mind, we have 3,400 employees. We are one of the largest employers in this region. Um, and you can see all of the transactions uh, with our employees right there in the personnel. And, you know, an interesting thing you've you've lifted in meetings before is that, you know, on any given year, teachers, you may have more or less retirements just based on age and when people are ready to make that decision. And so far this year, we're actually seeing a decline in people that are going to be retiring or resigning because they're leaving town for a spouse, that type right. of thing. Yes, those numbers are actually down significantly, and and we're pleased with that. We, Absolutely. Uh, we do love our teachers and all of our employees, sure. So and happy when they're staying. So now moving on to action items, you will see that the first action item is the consideration toward the contract for the AIS Diamond Boiler Project. Um, what you did not see when it was just under consideration as information would be what we call the bid tab. So we'll open this up just as an example. You can see the companies that bid. You can see the company highlighted here that then was the lowest best bid. Uh, These are requirements of all companies, the bid bond, Form 96, and financial statement. All of those things are required. And then you will see the base bid amount. And you will also see the architect as well as the project. And that really goes along with what we've said all along since we started doing these board meeting recaps, and that is uh, the documentation is right here. So if you're a member of the public in our community and you want to see it, click on it. It's all right there. Absolutely. Moving on to item 5.02, consideration to approve the contract for the middle school or the McGarry Middle School Chiller Project. So we click on that. Once again, you see all of uh, the companies that bid as well as their pricing. And um, this one, we actually took both alternates, but there we'll see in subsequent uh, bids where we just uh, pick and choose what alternates we want to uh, accept. And I think that that actually is the case here in 5.03. That's the contract for the Perry Heights Chiller Project. Nope, that's not the case. (laughs) That's one coming up. But you will see here that Haas uh, Mechanical was the low best bid for Perry Heights. Then moving on to 5.04, I think this is it with Stringtown roofing because oftentimes there are uh, a lot of uh, alternates that we put in and then we will select which ones we take. This was this bid was won by Midwest Roofing. You can see their base bid as well as the alternate, in this case uh, 1B as well as 4A that was selected. Then moving on to um, the final construction project that is on uh, for consideration as action item at this board meeting, it was the Harrison Roof Project. And then you can see that that was won by Lehman Roofing. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Smith, when you look at these first um, five action items from last Monday's meeting, all fall under facilities uh, projects. 
not necessarily those glitzy projects that you see when you walk in. We're not talking about changing lighting and, and things like that. These are things, though, that maintain facilities like we've been committed to for many years in the EVSC. You have to take care of, whether it's your chillers and your boilers and your parking lots and your roofs, that type of thing. Correct. Yes, this goes beyond cosmetics. Uh, this is making certain that our facilities stay nice and watertight, and that our mechanical systems are in great repair and up-to-date. Moving on to action item 5.06, this is consideration toward the contract for internet access presented by our chief technology officer, Stacy Mauser. You can see the different vendors. This was actually a rubric in terms of scoring. Uh, you can see that the, the points that they were awarded. And then you can see uh, what the monthly cost was. So this went to the lowest best bid. Uh, one of the considerations put in here was that uh, a bid was not necessarily complete because there was not um, consideration given to ease of implementation in terms of um, the time and the, the other labor that would be required to change vendors that was uh, left open. So that was, while one could suggest it was a complete bid, it really wasn't because there was no way to estimate that cost. Moving forward to 5.07, uh, now the, the next two are updates to policies. Transportation policy was updated uh, to incorporate changes in state law as well as uh, changes that included the annual review of the routes for their safety. And then the definition and use of special purpose buses were updated uh, in state law. And then also the loading and unloading of students on U.S. Uh, and state routes. There's a requirement that we review that uh, every year. So that was updated in policy 8600. And then finally, action item 5.08, which was an update to policy 7434, which is the use of tobacco on school property. And it basically has been revised to reflect changes to the Indiana cold. You know, I think it's important for people to keep in mind, too, when you think of the Roberts Rule of Order process that we follow at school board meetings, school board members can ask questions when an item is presented initially for an information item. They can ask questions during the board meeting at the next meeting when it's up for action before they vote. But of course, during that time in between, they're reaching out to you if they have questions, they're reviewing the information. So there are a lot of opportunities that board members take because they take this role very seriously. It's not like they're just hearing it and voting on it. Absolutely. And if there are things that are out of the ordinary or not usual transactions, we certainly will uh, make certain that we provide all the information to board members prior to actually even presenting it as an information item. Okay. So then moving on to uh, information items, and we have several uh, from this past board meeting. The first is the consideration toward the contract for Central High School entrance repair and stadium turf project. So you will see this is presented as an information item, so you don't have all of the information from all the contractors that bid, but you do have the recommendation. And in this case, it's recommended that the board accept the base bid amount from our construction in the amount of $734,900 plus alternate bid number two for $31,280 plus alternate bid number three for $10,610 and on and on and on. So um, one will see what the recommendation is as you just alluded to Jason and the board has uh, ample time to ask questions uh, over that intervening two-week period of time and we certainly want to make certain that we do respond to all the board member questions. 
Now we're getting into some curricular uh, and content uh, for item 6.02. This is, once again, still information, but uh, Newsly is a database of current event stories that are made specifically for the classroom or teachers do like that resource. And you will see um, that this is for grades 2 through 12. Okay. Then additionally, in item 6.03, Achieve 3000. This uh, we've used for a number of years, and it's an online uh, program that provides access to grade level standards line content that is specific to a student's Lexile level. And I may clarify too, Dr. Smith, is that you see the names here, and those tend to be the department heads, the, the chief level position over those individual departments. Some people may ask, why would Daryl Angermeyer, who we always see his name when it comes to facility issues because he is the head of our facilities, Textbook rental also falls under our Office of, of Facilities, the way we organize it. So if you're looking at this thinking, wait, he's always talking about roofs and things like that. Why is he talking about curriculum resources? That is why it's because of our organization. Correct. But additionally, Wendy Wells, our director of curriculum, Absolutely. was also presenting by his side Monday night. Uh, this is, I think, a great example of where a particular initiative crosses many different areas and organizational uh, structures. It does not it's not siloed into one particular area. So Which is certainly a, not uncommon for a no, school system. takes a lot of, of team, collaborative efforts to make Definitely. that all work. Next then, uh, item 6.04, and there are a number of curriculum resources. I won't read all of that to you, but I do want to lift just a few things. Uh, the second grade brick and mortar, so it tells you that this is for brick and mortar schools, and it's Eureka Math in Sync, which is a digital component. We've been using this before, uh, but it's also interesting to note that the funding source is textbook rental fund. Well, that what that means is that we will divide the cost of this uh, among the students that use it for a set number of years. Uh, so you will see the funding source could be textbook rental. You will also see then under some of them that the funding source, let me find one here, would be Common School Fund. Uh, and that's for Wit and Wisdom for a virtual academy. Those typically would be then for digital resources. So those costs are not passed on to the individuals that use them. They are absorbed by EVSC. So you see a number of uh, different curricular resources that are uh, up for consideration. We are also expanding the pilot for Open Up Resources, what we call EL Education. Um, we've had a lot of, of good results with this reading curriculum. And it really is exciting. We put together some professional development videos for new teachers coming on to this and really just such a positive reception about just how their students are learning and, and some of the product outcomes that teachers are seeing from their kids that they hadn't seen before. So really excited to, to dive into that further. Very excited. And this will expand that pilot to 16 of our schools now. And then you will see resources for a virtual academy in K-5. Um, and then moving on, then consideration of textbook rental rates uh, as an information item. And we will ask the board to approve those then on the uh, next board meeting in April. And then you have uh, the customary uh, financial reports that are presented every month. So this is a monthly review for the Education and the Operations Fund. 
And uh, I always look not only at the dollar amounts, but also the percentages that have been expended throughout the month. This will be now a uh, cumulative report from January and now February. And you can see that in 2020 on the education fund, we had expended 18.79%. Moving forward into 2021, uh, that cumulative percent of the budget is down to 16.5%. Uh, but I also believe that that's because we had a, a multiple pay month in February. So in March, we expect those percentages to probably fall a little bit closer in line. But um, also we're underneath the percent of the budget expended in the operations fund from 2021 from where we were in 2020, and we always view that as good news. I think it's interesting to our Office of Business Affairs, and certainly you as a superintendent, it's not just about creating a budget. I mean, it is a diligent, ongoing monitoring and evaluating of that bu budget every week, every day to see where we're at. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I can't say that enough, really. No, uh, budgets are, are critically important. It really is how we tell the public what we value. I think it's important for the public to know that more than 90% of our budgets go to people, uh, our personnel, because we are a very uh, service-oriented industry. Absolutely. And uh, we uh, so value the services that our employees provide to our, our students and our families. When you're a school system, you're really just as good as your employees. And when you have great employees, you can be a great school system. Absolutely. Moving on to 6.07, summary of cash balances. Welcome to click on that. Um, so debt service funds, some of the levy funds don't see a lot of action except in the months of uh, June and December, and that is reflected here. And then, uh, and I won't open all these, the, but the expenditure ledger summary by function object, you can click on that. That typically is about a 40 or 50 page report that has it broken down by all of our different funds and objects and functions. And then to your revenue comparison, you can click on that and see how we've stacked up over the last two years. Uh, I think I will, though, uh, talk about one thing that is somewhat confusing. Um, when you look at a, at a temporary loan, so it looks like we've actually had a decrease of revenue, but the reality is, is that we did not need to take as much in a tax anticipation warrant as an example uh, this past year as we did the previous year. So it looks that that this loan then uh, actually looks like um, that is a, a negative, but the reality is I think that's a positive, even though it is reflected somewhat differently in this particular report. And then uh, consideration of updates to policy 51 uh, 11.01, this is the homeless uh, student. Uh, we do receive funding funding from a federal fund called McKinty Veto, uh, Veto so that does uh, help with a homeless population. And typically, uh, when one thinks of homelessness, you have one definition, but that doesn't necessarily uh, fit the bill here, if you will. Yeah, and you actually... Uh, I think you spoke about this, and I think somebody else mentioned this, too, at our meeting the other night. Homeless doesn't necessarily refer to someone who is, as you say, would picture as homeless. It could be someone that is staying with family and moving from one family member to another because they don't have a roof over their head at this time, and certain things that we do to provide services to students whose families are in that situation. Right. An example that was also used Monday night, if a student's home burns uh, down, and they they then will would find themselves 
actually under the definition of homeless, but perhaps not in the case that we would, or the traditional definition, sure. I think, that we would subscribe to. Um, and then finally, 611, uh, there was an update on the governor's executive order. Uh, and basically, that remains unchanged for schools. And the mandate for the mask, I think, uh, did change on April the 6th. I would just encourage the public to continue to stay the course. Uh, we don't want to see an uptick in the number of uh, COVID cases until we have more people that are vaccinated. Well, we well, don't want to see an uptick, period. But we would like for more time to elapse uh, for people, additional people to become vaccinated. Absolutely. And we did uh, actually reach out to our school families and our school staff last week and just let everyone know that the mitigation strategies that we've had in place this entire year that have really proven to be extremely successful, they've allowed us to stay in person uninterrupted. We're going to keep those going from now until the end of this school year. So emphasize social distancing, using masks, wearing them at times when you're not socially distanced. So they've worked this far. There's no reason for us to make a change here in the final eight weeks of the school year. Completely agree. And then finally, under uh, continued business, and we haven't had continued business for a while, uh, and this is somewhat unique also. On our March 8th board meeting, there was a motion that was tabled. Um, so then we asked that it be placed on this board agenda for consideration. And uh, the board member that originally brought this motion forward uh, decided that they no longer wanted to bring it forward. So then this motion is no longer tabled. It's simply removed. But again, the interesting thing is there's still a process to follow. You don't just say on a whim, oh, scratch that off the agenda. If it was from the last meeting, we have to carry it through and we have to go through the necessary steps to make sure that we follow uh, the rules of a public meeting. Correct. And I think that takes us to the end. It was interesting. You said the other night this was uh, a great example of a meeting that is just a very typical meeting where items are voted on, approved, information's presented. Uh, this is what a, a school board meeting looks like. Correct. Okay. Dr. Smith, thank you for taking the time to go through this. We were actually a day late getting this out. So, again, this refers to our meeting that we had two nights ago. And we hope this is helpful for people. If they have any more questions, they can go to evscschools.com. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.